This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. C.L. Brown for the News and Observer, a finalist for the North Carolina Sports Writer of the Year Award. He joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Armando Baycott's postgame was striking to me. Obviously, he's frustrated. It almost seems like he wonders if everybody is in it for the same reasons he's in it, although that's really just from his own perspective. What did you take from that postgame, and then we'll talk about the game? Well, yeah, definitely Armando is such a a fun-loving kid. You know, even in past defeats, he generally stays positive. Um, he, he's generally frank too, you know, in assessing right. where they're at. And so that was the first time I've ever seen him show that much frustration after a game. And, and the funny thing is, even while he was doing it, he was still pretty even toned, yes. you know, he wasn't hysterical. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't to, you know, tossing, <laughs> tossing stuff around in the locker room, you know, but, um, I do think this could be a pivotal moment just in terms of, of I've kind of wondered what kind of a leader Armando is because he definitely, right. um, you know, ha- has the credentials to be that guy for Carolina if he wanted to to be more vocal and kind of step on toes if he needs to. Uh-huh. And uh, I think we'll see if that happens from, from this because, you know, clearly <laughs> something, you know, something is off. And, and Armando uh, believes it can be fixed. But, you know, I think he was wondering if, if it's ever going to happen. Yeah, you know, we always wondered, did teams turn a corner? We didn't believe that North Carolina as a team turned a corner last year until we really they got into the NCAA tournament and they started continuing to play in a way that was – uh, befitting a team that was going to make it to a Final Four. Uh, because even the win over Duke, uh, to a, a lot of people, didn't see coming, and it almost seemed like a one-off, but they started to produce. Um, what do, I mean, When you look back at this game, what did you see as the reason that Carolina could not put Pitt away? Well, they <laughs> they couldn't stop Burton. Right. Uh, Jamarius Burton just, just had his way, and... And honestly, it wasn't, you know, 31 points on 14 of 17 shooting. Like, he wasn't a guy who just got hot from outside. We, we've seen that right. kind of version happen before. He was getting in the paint. Yep. You know, he was getting high percentage shots. So it wasn't, it, it, it was something that they could have stopped had they played a little better defensively. And 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 I don't even, you know, find fault with, with much that they did offensively, you know, Um in some of those final possessions during down the stretch of the game, they were still going to Armando. I mean, I remember one possession in particular where he, he felt like he got fouled. He literally turns to the ref to complain, <laughs> you know, after the play, but um, they were still kind of sticking to what was working and sticking to what they need to do to win. But it was the defensive end, you know, you, you, you got to get some stops. And, and I think what's to me was most disappointing is they got enough veterans on this team to where they know what the road is like, especially in conference play. And this was a game where students were gone. It wasn't what a normal pit environment would have been. 
for Carolina coming to town, you know, and there was a lot of Carolina blue in the crowd too, Uh you know, so they caught a break in that respect, but they just didn't close it out when they needed to close it out. And, and I, I think that's kind of been a perpetual problem for this team this year is they get up, they have these leads and then they don't, they don't finish the job. They just kind of, you know, I don't want to say coast, but they definitely don't, uh, they don't put their pedal to the metal and finish it off. They kind of just, you know, ease up, feel like it's going to take care of itself, it, it seems. C.L. Brown, News and Observer, beat reporter for the North Carolina Tar Heels, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. He questioned his teammates' toughness, or is it his team? I don't, I don't, I don't want to make this out to be that Armando Baycott is questioning, you know, individual players here. I mean, he might, he may be. Uh, so I'm not trying to shy away from it, but he was asked, was this a toughness situation? And he said, yes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's calling himself out too. Although he did say, maybe I should go club guys. Uh, what did you make of the lineup with no Pete Nance on the floor late? Adam Gold here with my man, coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, I, I think um, we asked Hubert about that after the game because he put uh, – DeMarco Dunn in and and that's who Henson hit the three over that that you know mm-hmm. gave gave Pitt the lead for good um and he he wanted that balance of you know um perimeter shooting and also I I personally think DeMarco Dunn is you know maybe right behind Leaky Black on his team in terms of being a good defender right uh he, he gets a lot of deflections he gets he, he keeps guys in front of him for the most part, um, and so I didn't I didn't really have a problem with with that move. But I think I haven't explored this statistically yet. But I feel like Carolina might almost be better off if he went to the old school Dean Smith blue unit, and <laughs> when he subbed in, he brought in five guys because I I kind of feel like that's where Carolina loses some of its luster when they go to the bench and it's a lineup. And I'm not talking about just putting one guy, you know, bring in Seth Trimble and you got one guy off the bench, right. but four starters. I mean, when you go to the multiple guys off the bench and it's, a, it's you know, these different lineups, and I feel like they lose something when, when it's those situations. And I almost feel like it'd be better off if he had five guys who play together all the time and knew they were getting in and they go in and they, you know, ball out for however many minutes they're in the game and then they come back to starters because it just doesn't seem to be a continuity that flows through when the bench comes in and he has to use the bench I'm not saying that he should go back to that you know iron five situation but (laughs) something's got to give because it's it's just I, I feel like they're they're not keeping the same you know, I feel like there's a little bit of a drop off when there are multiple guys in the game from off the bench who still maybe haven't just gotten used to playing with each other. C.L. Brown is joining us here from the News and Observer. I am Adam Gold. This is the Adam Gold Show. 
So finding chemistry is a hard thing to do. And forcing chemistry is impossible to do. I think you and I agree that part of last year was uh, a team figuring each other out as much as anything else. Is it possible that this team still just hasn't quite gotten it with each other yet? I think that's that's certainly possible. And I also think, uh, you know, factoring in Hubert hasn't necessarily figured the right buttons to press and the right, you know, the right chemistry for lineups when he brings guys in. I, I think all of this is, is a work in progress. Um, five losses, you know, at the beginning, you know, as we as we turn the page to the new calendar year, I wouldn't have expected that, you know, before the season. But I also look like it's it's not at the end of the world yet, <laughs> you know. And right. I, I look to next week's game at Virginia as being, you know, kind of a, a measuring stick. I really want to see where they're at in that game. But I feel like the way they've played so far, I, I don't think they're going to lose a home game. I, I mean, I, I think they play well at home, and it, it's been a great environment. Um in the Smith Center so far when they've played. Like, I, I think they should win these two games uh, this week against Wake Forest and Notre Dame at home. But that game against Virginia, because Virginia <laughs> has been as steady as we would expect with, yeah. with Tony Bennett having some veteran guys on his team. And it's it's been a, a tough place for Carolina to win, especially recent years. So um, I'm looking at that game to really see, okay, where where is this team? Are, are they – going to need kind of, you know, I'm not going to say a miracle, but are, are they going to need a real awakening, you know, to get things straight or are they, are they still headed in the direction and the Pittsburgh game was a one-off, you know, just a road loss coming back from break, you mm. know, um, uh, I don't know. But the thing, the crazy thing about the Pittsburgh game is they played well for most of the game, right? you know, I mean, a lot of times, they get down early and have to come back, and, and you're, you're wondering why they didn't come out stronger. They came out strong. You know, they right. threw the first, the proverbial first punch that they always talk about. They threw it. And so uh, it was just the way they closed that, that messed that whole game up. So, you know, I, I think there's, there's still plenty to be positive about with this team, but, you know, we're, we're not there yet where I'm buying the stock. All right, let me ask you one final question. Is it possible that Pitt's actually good? Oh, Pitt is much improved from last year. Like last year when they won in Chapel Hill, that was like Right. <laughs> you're like, how did you can't lose that game? <laughs> but um Pittsburgh is is very much improved. Uh Jeff Capel worked the portal. He's he's got older veteran guys yeah. in there. I mean, uh even uh Jamarius Burton. You know, he, he played at Pitt last year, but he's a fifth-year guy. Um, so he's, you know, uh, uh, maybe 20, 22, 23 or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's they're, – they're not intimidated. They know the game, you know, uh, and, and they got a lot of perimeter shooting on that team. So it's, it's you know, I'm not ready to say Pitt's going to make the NCAA tournament, but uh, I think they're, they're a much improved 
team that's going to be a tough out. And we'll see. They got Virginia at home tonight. They do. You know, we'll we'll see how well they play in that game. Yep. It's um, they they played with a lot of grit, and they were uh, it was interesting to watch that game. C.L. Brown, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, happy New Year to you and yours, and we will talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you, Adam. You got it. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.